Literature and Psychology by Dr. Saideh Malik Afzali, Dr. Daniel Rockers, and Dr. Alex Andrade from Tabana Organization. Tabana is a non-profit mental health organization organized in Sacramento, California. Tabana seeks to help individuals and families to strengthen their capabilities and to thrive. Aired on Saturdays and Sundays from 12 to 1 o'clock weekly. A very warm hello to our Radio Bomb.net listeners. This is Dr. Saideh Malik Afsali speaking. I'm sitting with Dr. Daniel Rockers, Dr. Alexandrodi, two of my colleagues from Tavana Organization. Uh, today, we, um, before we started our program, we were just having a conversation, casual conversation about spirituality, the science, and, and uh, psychology, which is a science. Um, and uh, today we want to talk about uh, the connection of spirituality with um, uh, the science of the behavior science, which is uh, the psychology field, and also um, talking about uh, religion, psychology, spirituality, and, and uh, in today's world, we know we are completely split over whether psychology is completely aside from spiritual and, and religion. Um, and what is it if it's combination? Uh, do we really work with patients in spirituality um, view or world, or is it completely scientific work? So I wanna open up this conversation with my colleagues today. Well, I was gonna say that reminds me of something I haven't done that could be helpful to our listeners. I know I need to add the article uh, featuring us uh, from a local psychological association that talks about some of the things that Tavana is interested in encouraging and, and advocating for in the community. And, and the reason why I'm thinking of this now is because one of the things I know that you mentioned, Saideh, uh, in that article is the importance of spirituality and being able to talk about spirituality. So I guess I was wondering, like, how this even relates to us, uh, Tavana, as an organization, how we're encouraging that. Uh, did you want to maybe comment on that? I, I have some ideas, too, but I wanted to maybe start with you as far as what sure. spirituality I mean, and Tavana means. Yeah, absolutely. Because I personally think human being has different um, dimensions. It's, we, are, we are not just one dimension um, species. We have our mind, we have our spirit, we have our physical body, and without our spiritual being, we are not a whole. So I personally think there's so much about energy, there's so much about our um, spiritual being, and also, yes, uh, psychology is a science, of course, and there's a lot of research-based uh, theories and um, um, therapies and so many things about science and everything is scientifically based. But also there's a piece in human being that is hard to prove, it's hard to actually get to the scientific part of it and prove 
um, that there's another piece in every human being that, um, I mean, I personally work with patients a lot with their beliefs and what is it that they can hang on to? Because when you think about um, just the science and just the research-based science, there's parts that are missing that we can't um, specifically prove, but it's within us and we all experience it. Even people that always talk about scientific stuff and their beliefs about uh, just science, they still talk about things that they can't put their hands on it or name it or label it, but it is a spirit. Is it, it is a spiritual. So when we talk about energy, sometimes we walk into people and we go, wow, you know, there was a positive vibe when we entered this room, or I feel comfortable with these people. What is that? It's, it's just the energy. We all uh, spread our energy around us and we have experienced the vibes of people. So how do we name those? What do we what do we see that as, is it only scientific? Is it only physiology or it's another aspect of a human being? What is the, what it, let's, I want to jump back a little bit. I like what you're saying there, but my question is, we talk about psychology being a science and what to you, what does that mean if psychology is a science? Well, because it's a scientific base, it's all about research because every every piece of information we have about human being um, and we have a study that is all based on research, based on science. Nowadays, even when we talk about um, things that seem very casual about human being, but still, if you search, you see that there's a measurement that has been uh, done through a scientific base, um, you know, experiences or practices that they have numbers, they have measurement. So everything is a measurement, like how many people, you know, responded to this. And of course, there are so many different ways you measure, but um, basically that's how I understand the scientific base behavior, because um, every behavior that we, um, talk about it's uh, it's measured by scientific um experiences and research yeah, that's what i tend to think of yeah that's what i tend to think of as re uh, science this research it's quantifiable it's measurable we can get percentages to say how often this happens there it's very tangible i think compared to when we start to think of other things such as you know faith or spirituality uh, those are a little harder to to kind of measure besides somebody saying that they practice a certain behavior. Um, but I think what we're talking about is that higher, that kind of higher transcending kind of uh, association or connection with maybe nature or a sense of purpose, those things that are not as quite measurable. We can say, okay, how, how fulfilled are we? You know, how, how connected are we with, you know, the universe or with others? That's something that uh, it's, I think makes a, the question, you know, what does that, what does that mean? Kind of like you're asking, what does that mean? How do we quantify that? How do we make sense of that in comparison to what we think of as the, the tangible science that people can point to and say, look, no, this is data. This is facts. This is proof. Yeah, I totally agree with what you guys are saying there. And then what I would supplement to that is that 
to me, science means that we're attempting to replicate some findings. We do experiments and we collect data and we try to ascertain, did this happen? Does this happen often enough, like within a group of people that it is outside the realm of chance? Is it very unlikely? It's so unlikely to happen that we would probably not see it ever repeated. And when we can establish to that level of confidence, then we can say, no, this we know is true. This we believe is true. One of the challenges I have with science, and I like science. I'm very much in, in league. Pro with science. science. You're a pro science guy. Right. I'm pro science. Yeah, let me, thank you. I <laughs> want to make sure that I've said that. Yes. And it's true too for me. So, but one of the difficulties I have with science and people that are all like super pro science is that they interpret it to mean that if it hasn't been determined by science, then it is false. And that goes against the scientific spirit of exploration and new ideas. So for me, I think psychology is a science in the sense that we measure things, we do experiments, do we measure things? And, and I would say sci psychology is more than just behavioral science, because we do more than just behavior. We do stuff that's inside the mind. And now I forgot where I was going with that. So I'm going to have to ask somebody to go in and rescue me on that. Uh, it'll come back to me. This is what happens when you get old, right? Well, no, you, I think you started with why you believe in science. Pro-science. You, you were with the pro-science thing. Oh, yeah. I'm pro-science. But the problem is just that a lot of times the science will deny other things. And then religion or spirituality often falls into that category. And then we end up with people thinking that if you are pro-science, then you are anti-spirituality or anti-religion. And I don't agree with that. I don't believe that to be true. Yeah. I think all of these things, we got to have ways, we got to eventually figure out ways to measure it. The psychology in itself still has a lot of, of difficult areas like, oh, really? How can I measure how happy this person is compared to that person? I don't know that we have any good uh, happy thermometers or sad thermometers yet. <laughs> we, we just don't have a good way. We, we do our best. Yeah. Right. descriptor words but we well don't. and i was gonna say the same thing there's so many abstract meaningful um stuff in life in in nature in in theme of life you know love compassion and all those as abstracts how do we measure that so it is a you know spiritual world is the same you know when you talk about love um you know, or compassion, or all those abstracts, um, theme that we know about, but how do we measure that, but we know it exists. Like, for example, we talk about energy, we know energy exists, but the energy within us, like, for example, sometimes you say, well, I didn't have energy to do that. I don't have energy today to go so the where 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 I wanted to go. So there is something that exists, but it's hard to measure. How do you measure your energy from today than yesterday? But you know it. You can't exactly say how much energy or how do you define that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I. You are a, a fan of Leo Biscaglia, the yes, I am. love guy, right? In your readings or studying of Leo Biscaglia, did he do any sort of 
quantification of love or did he do you remember any of the as far as i remember he hasn't but one thing i know that how much people are gravitated towards anything that is um it's not measurable you know what i mean it's like you talk to people and everybody uh, especially people that they believe in science uh, they sort of want to deny the spirituality or um you know the um universe awareness and that type of thing because everything in their mind um seems to be um scientific to believe but then when you really think about it sometimes i feel like people don't realize that how much of their daily life is mixed with all these abstract feelings with all this um you know like talking about dr buscolio who was a um, university professor he often talked about how much people were gravitated towards the topics that he was teaching and people are curious to know um you know the topic of love and the experiences he shares it's just amazing it just gives uh, such energy even reading about it even talking about it how do you measure that how do you talk about that how do you talk to people who are just believe in science and still they live with all these abstract um themes and feelings and and you know um i actually feel like spirituality involves exploring all these do you look at are you defining spirituality and religion as the same things or different things i do think it's very different because religion is um is a blueprint of certain um you know beliefs and um rules and regulations um in a certain ways of doing things and believing and people that are in that religion involved um i feel it's very different i i think spirituality is in every religion because it's part of human being it's not about religion it's about um i would say universal thing yeah i had a um a long time ago when i was in high school one of my friends who was a priest at that time an older he was a mentor and he said you know if you want to look at the spiritual aspect of any religion he says look to the mystical arm of that religion and that always made sense to me i was like oh yeah okay because they're dealing a little more with i i would think the spiritual principles of things as opposed to the hierarchy and the people involved in the administration of it and the like use of the rules and things like that yeah, i think that's a I was going to say, I think that's an important distinction to make, too, that spirituality and religion can be separate, because I think that is something that deters people sometimes from exploring their spiritualities. They think that it has to be connected with an organized religion. Uh, I totally agree with what the both of you said. It can be in religion, but it can be something in of itself as well. And a lot of people get turned off. I know with I was raised a Catholic and I'm a Catholic. And I know that so many people have turned against the church based on what has happened with the child abuse scandals and things like that. And I think that's, again, that's missing the essence and confusing it with some of the administrative problems. 
that come when people are doing an administration. But they, if they just turn their back on their faith, and it could be Catholic, it could be Hindu, it could be Muslim, it could be Buddhist, it could be anything. When we, when we confuse those two and mix those two and then discard the whole thing, I think important stuff can get missed. Yes, and um, we come back and we talk more about this. Uh, we got to our first break. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد من دکتر سعیده ملک افزالی هستم به همراه دکتر دانیل راکرز و دکتر الکساندراده روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه از ساعت دوازت هایی که بعد از ظهر به زبان انگلیسی در مورد تاپیک های مختلف روانشناسی صحبت میکنیم اگه تازه رادیاتون رو باز کردین صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی میشنوین خواهش میکنم اگه کسانی هستن که فکر میکنین از برنامه ما به زبان انگلیسی استفاده کنن ازشون دعوت کنین برنامه ما رو در روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه توجه بهش بکنن ما بیش از 160 پادکست ها کنون در رادیو بامداد داریم که میتونین از طریق آیتون از طریق گوگل و از طریق خود رادیو بامداد پادکست های ما رو پیدا کنین و به برنامه ما توجه کنین امروز ما در مورد سپریچوالیتی که یک مطلب غیر علمی هستش ولی هممون به نوعی تجربهش میکنیم صحبت میکنیم و برمیگردیم بعد از یک بریک کوتاه ادامه صحبتمون رو میدیم Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandradi. This is Dr. Malik Afsalia speaking. Um, if you just turn on your radio and you hadn't been listening to us, the first part of our conversation was uh, the scientific part of uh, life uh, experiences and uh, things that are not scientifically proven, the spirituality, the religion, um, and the science of psychology. So we are back and continue our conversation. I was just thinking um, sometimes spirituality is a di direct experience and sometimes it's indirect. We hear from people 
we talked about religion and in religion, there are certain beliefs that we are raised and grew up with that. And uh, there are some um, people that they experience it directly. Um, for example, when we hear Jesus is the son of God, we have we seen anything? Have we directly experienced anything? But it's just a belief that we are raised with. Um, spirituality is the same thing. We um, constantly hear about positive energy. We talk about um, different aspects of uh, even um, self-awareness that are not proven. Even uh, religion is not proven, but it's just something that we've been raised with. So even when you talk about religion and beliefs and rules of a religion, they all have been taught and we have been raised with. They're not direct experiences we had. A spirituality, I think, is, is uh, similar, except that I see the dimension of the spirituality as uh, widened because in life we are experiencing so many things that are not um, scientific proven, you know, so many abstract things in life. We talked about love, we talked about compassion, we talked about, you know, um, positivity, somebody is positive, somebody acts negatively. How do we really measure all this? I mean, we are living in a life that is full of these abstract things that they're not proven. They're part of us, but we know we don't know um, scientifically about them. You know, how do we measure love? How do we measure positivity? But when we talk about, you know, certain people, we just immediately think of all these abstracts about them. What is that? Good question. How can I know if I'm positive or negative? Am I positive, do you think? Alec? Uh, my, easy, easy. I'm, I'm just going to disconnect my mic. <laughs> I'm going to mute myself and so you guys see my mouth moving, just assume okay. it's positive. So. All right, right. Good question, though, too, Dan. I mean, how do we know? like you know existence of god how do we how do we define all these things i mean that's why probably people who just say i only believe in science um i like to know if they believe in all these abstract things i i want to know how do they define the abstract um you know i'm sure they have loved in their life they have loved ones but I like to know how do we define those in comparison if it's only science because um you know especially nowadays we talk to people who um i guess they're just tired of all this religion um or religious people who are making the world not only a good place to live but actually a miserable place in places that we hear about when talking about religion be behavior or belief that is being caused um, so many life of people is in danger or they have lost their life because of those beliefs. So you wonder why people nowadays are turning their back to religion because they don't see um, a better life by, you know, looking at religion in different parts of the world. And I was actually talking to uh, several people that they have different beliefs in religion or in their spiritual world. And 
they said the same thing. They were talking about how the world um, is changing and how young people now, uh, their belief has been changed and they're just looking at different religions and they're wondering, why do we have so many poor in the world? Why do we have so many, you know, a war in different places? Uh, if they believe in this religion, why in the world they're doing this, you know? So we hear that all the time from people and there are people that I have talked to and they say they don't want to talk about anything except science. Well, in thinking of that, like you said, it's, I think there can be a false sense of security and control if we immerse ourselves in one extreme and say, no, this is what I believe in. And we can feel like that proves it, that validates it. And then, the, but the problem with that is anything that doesn't adhere to that is wrong or bad. And so I think it's this false sense of security and stability that does give people some comfort. It's like, I could say, I believe in science and this is what I know. And look, I could point to all these things. Anything that doesn't fit within that kind of context, we're going to degrade it, minimize it, uh, even ignore it to, to the extreme. And so I think it can give somebody a, an initial sense of security and stability, but it's, it's false in that way. I think it's, I think a lot of times it's harder to exist in the uncertainty that is life, the uncertainty of these questions of what is faith, what is religion. I, I think of it as kind of this, uh, this hierarchy uh, that's kind of maybe tangible to less tangible, but I find it's something that we are faced with in our life. I'm thinking of like, uh, first, it's kind of like our values. We can kind of point to certain ideas, even behaviors that align with our values. And then from there, it kind of goes up to beliefs and faith, which are a little less kind of tangible in a way where we can say, well, this, this faith that I have, it's almost this trust, this trust in this unknown that we allow ourselves to kind of experience and allow ourselves to explore. I think it goes to, we've talked about the idea too, of like curiosity. It requires a sense of curiosity, embracing the uncertainty in a trust in that. And I think that's hard for a lot of people. I think sometimes it, it feels because it's not so tangible, because it, it begs these bigger questions about our meaning and our purpose, that for a lot of people, it's very uncomfortable to even consider those things. I think also, too, a lot of times we think that, well, there isn't time for that. There isn't space for that. But I think it's twofold. I think one, as we start to deal with our everyday problems, and I think I see this in therapy, but I see it just in everyday life, as we start to deal with some of those problems within our life, we naturally come to these bigger questions about our faith, our beliefs. And I think also too, that's part of the reason why we suffer when we have these symptoms or these mental health issues, because they interfere with our ability to transcend to those higher questions. I think that are important for us in our life. We want to have a sense of meaning, a sense of purpose, and I think a sense of connection. And I think that's what spirituality can do for us. And so to be open to this sense of spirituality and what it can do for us it takes a risk. It takes a risk in being vulnerable and saying, well, nobody can tell us, you know, it'd be great if somebody could say up, oh, you know, this is how you be spiritual, or this is how much you should be spiritual, or this is even what spirituality uh, completely encompasses. Nobody can really tell us that it, it's a kind of a personal journey that we have to explore for ourselves that doesn't really have a clear roadmap. And we're not quite sure what it is going to bring us but I think it can be one of those things that could be very healing, very nurturing, very, very important. So how do you integrate that with science then? 
Like, I like what you're saying. I agree with that. That makes sense to me. How do you integrate that with science or what's the, is there a truce between science and what you're saying? Or is there, is it in accord or not in accord? Well, yeah, I think it's the idea, you know, it doesn't have to be science versus spirituality because it could be science, you know, and, you know, spirituality uh, that could be just that extension. You know, what is that? We know in science that, there's always a part of it that we can't quite explain. Like we were talking about like love and things like that. Okay. We can quantify so many aspects of people's relationships and, you know, marriages that have lasted for, for, you know, years and years, but there's still a part that we can say, well, what was it? You know, what exactly was it that combined these two people? It's not a hard science. It's not something you could just quantify. There's a connection, a feeling, uh, uh, something that, that unites them in a way kind of on a deeper level that they can't quite explain, but they they see it in each other. They feel it when they're apart from each other. And we can say, oh, well, that's just love. And it's like, okay, well, what is that? Well, it's, you know, it's love. And it's like, well, that's that thing that we're talking about that's kind of hard to quantify. It's hard to measure. And so we can have that in science, I think, in a way where it's not just all the leftover things that we can't measure, but it's that that more that I think connects us in this example in a relationship uh, you know, that, that connection that we have interpersonally, you know, it's one of those things when we see somebody and they're happy to see us, you know, it brings us something now. Yes. It's nice to be recognized and they know who we are, but that feeling that we get sometimes that sense of connectedness, that sense of being united, it really brings us something that's kind of hard to quantify. It's like, well, why is that feel so good? It's like, well, cause it does, it does. Yeah. That's maybe part of that, 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 that bigger, that wholer kind of connectedness that we have, that could come from spirituality, from faith, things like that. So, yeah, I, I think it is, I think it is a hard sell in some ways, like you're saying, Dan, as far as like people to say, well, how do we open up to that? How do we expand on that in a way where it doesn't have to take away from science? It could add to science. It can add to, I think, a person's experience as well. So it's not just one or the other. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. It's not science versus spirituality. And I have a uh, question, but I will defer my question <laughs> for side A. No, so, I was just okay. going to say there's so many research-based um, information we receive that they're actually measuring all these, um, you know, feelings and emotions. It's not as what? easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you know that yourself too. That. Yes. Uh, so so um, there's so many articles I read in American Psychological Association that more and more actually emotions and feelings are being measured. So maybe it's not as um, exact, but like, as you said, Alex, you know, um, somewhat I, I feel that so, or, you know, extremely, I feel that. So they measure it. Um, and in measurement, maybe um, it's hard to just like um, arithmetic or anything, um, calculation of math type thing. But it is, as you said, like percentages, how many people feel better when this happens? How many, how many, what percentage of people um, feel bad when somebody tells them this and that. There's so many ways of measuring the feeling and emotions. And I think scientifically, it's proven that people who believe in some sort of a 
um, higher um, experiences or or life values that they have, they can deal with difficulties more. And in psychology, we have faced with many patients that when they have certain, um, you know, beliefs, um, they actually their values, even when we talk about their values, the values keeps you um, and, and the self-esteem of people, a lot of it is based on their values, their beliefs, the way they are raised. But measuring all that, you know, specifically in every individual, obviously is not doable. But in general, we know that in families and cultures, in collectivistic cultures, in individualistic culture, the differences, the, um, I mean, all sort of things, when you think about a human being, that dimension actually gives so much more power and empowerment in, in individuals. So um, talking about the spirituality, talking about religion, talking about science, I think they all are somewhat connected. But how do we specifically talk about this connection um, it's it's maybe one day we can do that, but it's so spread out and so um, in a different ways it's happening that we may not have collective um, information to talk about it today at least. So it, it needs some sort of research <laughs> again to bring it to our listeners. So we got to our second part of the break. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد اگر تازه رادیوتون رو باز کردین و صدای ما رو میشنوین ما روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه به زبان انگلیسی با دکتر دانیل راکرز و دکتر الکساندرا ده صحبت میکنیم امروز صحبتمون راجع به انسان در دنیا به چه صورت زندگی میکنه آیا ما بودهای مختلفی داریم این یکی از بودهایی که ما امروز داریم راجع به صحبت میکنیم بود معنوی انسان هستش که ما در زبان انگلیسی به اون سپریچوالیتی میگیم و انسان بودهای مختلفی داره که امروز ما به طور مختصر داریم راجع به صحبت میکنیم پادکست های ما رو در رادیو بامداد میتونید تحت تاپیک های مختلف تحت عنوان culture and psychology جستجو کنین ما بیش از 160 پادکست داریم که میتونین از طریق آیتون یا گوگل ما رو سرچ کنین یا اصلا سرچ رادیو بامداد رو اگه بکنین پادکست های ما رو میتونین در زمان های مناسب بشنوین ما برمیگردیم بعد از یک بریک کوتاه با شما هستیم
Dr. Daniel Rockers, Dr. Alexandradi, and this is Dr. Saide Malik Absali speaking. In continuation of our conversation, we know that Buddha explains that nature actually generates uh, suffering and how to transcend the inevitable misery of unconsciousness and come to a place of wisdom. Um, and serenity and acceptance. So when we talk about all these things, even in different religions, how do we come to acceptance? How do we come to uh, the wisdom of how to deal with nature's um, issues and problems that we face? Um, and life is not actually a very um, clear, soft um, uh and a very straightforward route that we are in. So how do we deal with all these miseries of life? And in every religion, we talk about that. And especially Buddhist, that now we hear that many people that they don't even believe in other um, formed religion, they sort of like to follow those paths. How do we deal with all those issues in life if we don't have anything to hang on to? I mean, you I've talked to people that they are completely um, view life without getting into any of these kind of spirituality when they talk. Um, and I feel like it's just in words they're using because life is full of spirituality. Um, we, we just be, began talking about love, compassion, and all those um, emotions that in connection with people with daily um, experience, um, how, do we, how do we put all those aside and talk just about science and, and see life without any of those um, abstract or, uh, as you said, mystic um, issues that there are existed in life that we don't know about them. So I just wanted to see how you guys see that. Say, can you say your question again? <laughs> My question is with experiencing, um, you know, life, which is full of um, good and bad in simple way, you know, um, if we don't 
accept this. Life is going to be um, a misery. So we know that we go through life with all these, you know, obstacles, with all these um, problems and issues that we face because life brings that to our way. Acceptance and um, believing in some sort of, um, you know, positivity that exists in each of us, um, it helps us to go through. Whether we think negatively or positively, we go through life anyways, but one with misery and the other with acceptance and an easier way. Um, I just wonder if you don't have any sort of belief in a spirituality and, and life is just science, how do you deal with negativity in life? How do you deal with problems in life? How do you, you know, do you accept that as part of science and part of life? And is, is this connected to spirituality? Is this not? Um, so what basically I'm saying is, let's say if you don't believe in any of these things and any of the spirituality, um, and when, when something comes on your way, which is completely negative, and you're completely into science. How do you deal with that? I want to. I want to hear from a perspective of someone who just believes in science. Well, I think everybody has like a great grind, guiding. Excuse me, guiding principle. Grinding. <laughs> grinding. Yes. Yeah, sometimes they're grinding. Yes. The guiding. <laughs> guiding principles. I think everybody has this, this credo that they believe in, or, you know, I'm reminded of people who are in, you know, AA Alcoholics Anonymous who say they don't believe in God, but this idea of a higher power really speaks to them. And so I think it's sometimes uh, maybe not organized religion, but we have this sense of uh, something that, that helps guide us, helps make sense of the world. Now, that can be distorted. I don't think it's always maybe the, the healthiest, the most positive. Uh, sometimes those credos can be really, really harsh, really negative that, you know, like you always have to succeed. Uh, so a person who's not succeeding at that moment can feel like a failure and be really harsh or really critical of themselves. But when we think of those, those kind of higher powers or those, those, those ideas that guide a person that are more loving and accepting of our, our kind of humanness, if you will, the fact that we're, we're flawed in ways that we make mistakes that we, we want, we yearn for more, recognizing that that's part of our human experience. Sometimes we can recognize that these things that guide us and help us make sense of the world, they can cut both ways. If we're not aware of what those, uh, you know, let's say guiding principles are, we have to be aware that there's something that can help us kind of make sense of the world, make purpose, I think, in our life. I think that's one of the biggest things that I see as, as a psychologist. Uh, one of the things that people want more than anything is to have a sense of purpose, a sense of meaning, a sense of direction. And I think sometimes we get those ideas from our society, from our culture, from our parents, uh, from, from media, from so many different places. And it's important to recognize what are those things that contribute to our sense of progression in life, moving forward in life. And as we start to recognize those influences, we can also say, what do I want to be, you know, my guiding principles? Do I want to be open to, you know, those things such as different spiritualities, different beliefs, maybe even different religions, so that we can feel as though we're living life in, in, in accord and guidance with those things that feel important for us or meaningful for us. I think we could all probably agree 
And I always jokingly say, I'm one of those annoying people who has to find meaning in the work that I do. You know, I think we, we are all drawn to this field because it maybe allows us to have a sense of meaning, a sense of purpose in that way, knowing that we're trying to help individuals, that we're trying to guide people in something that, you know, is, is very tumultuous, very uncertain. And so for ourselves, maybe, and, you know, you could disagree, of course, if you want, you know, we're needing to, that, that's something that helps guide us in our life knowing that we're helping people to move forward and find their purpose for themselves in that way. And so I, I think those are, to, to your questions, I mean, I think we all need to feel like we're holding on to something that's guiding us and, and helping us through this life, because I think people can, you know, I think everybody has that. There, I don't think there's a person who has no values or no guiding principle. Uh, but I think it's it's one of those things that does allow us to feel like, we're progressing in life in some manner. So are you saying that a, having a guiding principle is the same as having a spirituality? Not necessarily. No, no. I think it, it can become spiritual. I think those guiding principles can have spiritual aspects to them or can include uh, spirituality, but not always necessarily. And I think sometimes what we find is that if we're just if our, our guiding principles are too rigid or grinding, as I mentioned earlier, right. then it can really exclude us from maybe though transcending to those higher kind of experiences of feeling fulfilled, feeling uh, kind of valued and, and, and one with ourselves, with the world, with others in that way too. So I, I think it, guiding principles can include, I don't want to say should, but I think it could be helpful to include spirituality as one of our guiding principles, um, especially when it comes to those things that aren't always so clear or so tangible as we've been talking about. There's so much in life that we can't explain uh, to, to go to something too concretely, such as we were saying science, for example, um, leaves out so much. And I think it leaves a person kind of unsatisfied if they're not open and curious, like I said, to those other things that we can't quite explain but could still be taken in like spirituality. We don't have to agree upon, I think, a, a, a firm definition of it. We could all have our own ideas of spirituality. Probably what's more important than firmly defining it is having a sense of connection with spirituality for ourselves and within ourselves even. Isn't a spirituality something, um, something it's greater than ourselves, something that we don't have any explanation for something that a feeling and sense of belief that um, we it's it's greater than ourselves, isn't it? I mean, in a simple explanation, how do you define a spirituality? I mean, <laughs> I, I just feel it's a sense and belief that is greater than ourselves. It's something that um, we sort of know exists, but um, it's, it's not as simple and as definable, but we know that it's bigger than, our, than, than, than ours, than, than I think, us. I think Dan has the exact definition, actually, for spirituality. You know, <laughs> I have to bow in respect to that question. Uh, great, great. That's a first. That's a first. That is an impressive question. I'm trying to think, as you were asking that question, I was thinking, well... I would probably say it's something that's positive and constructive and kind in essence, and it's viewed towards the world and others as helpful. 
I would think there's somehow there's something wise or wisdom involved in that. Um, I think it has to do with intention. Uh, that's the best I could come up with is some really vague descriptive words like that. What is spirituality? I, in general, I would think there is like a guiding principle. I mean, I'm thinking of the different spiritual approaches that I've surveyed, like Hinduism and Buddhism and Islam and Christianity. And I think they all involve that, those things. They all have those elements in common. There's some sort of principles in there. I don't, that's a, such a good question. Such a great question. So, spirituality probably is something that uh, many people don't even think about it, but they live with it. They, I mean, how many of us ask these kind of questions from ourselves? We live in a life that is full of, um, you know, all these unknowns. Do we ever think of those unknowns? Do we even experience things and we think about them unless you are sitting with a group like us and, you know, delve into the depth of the thought and the feeling and senses that um, we experience and we discuss. But how many of us really in life even stop and think about ourselves, about our experiences, about, um, and that's why we talked about self-awareness, you know, we um, often just live our life without even thinking about these things. So I always feel like there's so many things in life that they exist, but we don't know about them. Um, you know, just like many things that gradually has been discovered, like even throughout our life, we have noticed that there are things we didn't know about and then gradually are being discovered. So there's so many things that exist and may be discovered but there are things that are very abstract and it's hard to even explain it. I don't know if there would be a day that these abstract feelings or senses could be clearly explained, but there's sort of like a um, mystic world that it's hard to say it exists and there's no proof to it, but um, it's sort of like mysticism. Uh, that that it's we know that people there are people that they talk about it we haven't experienced it and until we experience we don't even know if exists in our world in our thinking in our mind but there are people that they talk about it and they have experiences that it's very different than uh, day-to-day experiences that we have but they believe in it, they talk about it. We know that there are books about it. We know there are groups that they talk about that. So this this um, abstract things is very difficult to specifically talk about them. But I think this is, oh, go ahead, Daniel. Well, I was looking at for a definition of spirituality and is that where you were headed, Alan? Well, I was gonna say, I think this is one of those times where the question is more important than the answer. I think it's a question of what is spirituality to me? You know, what does that mean in my life? You know, what is that? You know, is that something I'm having? Is that something that I'm striving for? Is that something that I'm I'm wanting or needing? And so as we can start to explore that sense of spirituality within ourselves, because uh, I, I think it's actually 
something in our everyday life, but sometimes it's uh, unseen or unnoticed or unrecognized. And I think a lot of times it can be something that actually nourishes us and, and helps us in those really challenging or difficult times when we are caught up in the everydayness of our everyday life. And so to be able to uh, obtain that sense of spirituality and connection a little bit more without fully knowing what the answer to it is, uh, it's, it's allows us this curiosity, this openness to see, is that something we have in our life? Is that something we're wanting more of? What does it mean? I mean, I, I, one of the, the examples that comes to mind, Saida, I know, you know, you've shared too about being out in nature. And I think it's one of those things where when we're out in nature and we're aware and we're present and we're even intentional to some degree, we can have an experience that allows us to feel interconnected with it in a way that we can't fully describe. And, and using a lot of those words Daniel described too, we can feel appreciative of that moment of that experience. It reminds me sometimes of that feeling like we're exactly where we need to be or exactly in the world or in, in the universe, even with where we're needing to be or we're supposed to be. And that's something too, that I think doesn't have to just be when we're in nature. Uh, I think that could be something that even if we're interacting or connecting with somebody, um, even if we're by ourselves, that we can kind of tap into that uh, and, and be one with that in a way that, yeah, we maybe don't know, okay, is this being fully spiritual or is like, is this spiritual enough? Or could I be more spiritual in this moment? Uh, I think if it's asking that question, it can start to encourage those things to, uh, as something in our life that we're maybe needing or something that we're wanting beyond just getting enough sleep or working and getting paychecks. I mean, those things, yeah, we need those things, but I think there's that more that we're all yearning for in a way that we can't quite put our finger on, but I think spirituality is part of that important question. Well, I looked, I looked up. Uh, said, no, there's an answer. No, there's an answer. None of that. None of that applies. Alex said there's an answer. <laughs> yeah. Nice try, Alex. It's all very eloquent. Yeah. However, now false. false. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't quite score. I would fail on Jeopardy right now, huh? That'd be like, nah, wrong answer. Yeah. All right. Plus a little too long. Uh, just kidding. It's a joke. Part of my values include humor. The here's I'm reading from a definition uh, from the internet, which, but this sounds pretty good to me. The shamans, healers, sages, and wisdom keepers of all times, all continents, and all peoples in their ageless wisdom say that human spirituality is composed of three aspects, relationships, values, life purpose. Uh, we talked about all those things, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, are you, are, am I to be reversed here that you did get the answer correct? I, I'm, I'm going to give that, myself a little bit of credit here and say, I got it remember. right. I got it right. <laughs> no aunt for you. you so mine was very long and winded, but that was a little more concise. So I, I like that answer. I had to, I, yeah, I didn't, wasn't able to sift that out, but. So relationship. <laughs> I, I agree with you. you so I want to go back Thank to you, it. So it's relationship, values, and what? Life purpose. Oh, life purpose. Huh. So we talked about values. We talked about relationship. Um, we didn't talk about life purpose. So that um, talking about life purpose is going to be different for each person. 
So when you said we have guiding principles, Alex, then maybe that relates to our life purpose. Oh, life purpose, <laughs> life yeah. purpose, yeah, sorry. Yeah, kind of the same thing, kind of the same thing. That's okay, you don't want to give me credit. <laughs> no, seriously, it's, it's uh, to me, that defines, um, you know, life purpose is guiding principles because each of us have different life purpose. Um, each of us, um, in general, maybe our values are similar, but still different because in each culture, in each environment, um, values um, can be different, you know. Okay, so we got to our um, end of program and um, with usual way of um, ending our program, we each have a statement to finish um, our talks. And uh, we can start with Dr. Rockers because he didn't talk too much today. He was just asking questions and wondering <laughs> what is <his> spirituality? <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to figure it out. Well, based on that definition that I just read, relationships, values, and life purpose, I was thinking, yes, I agree with that. And that's probably the things that we might think about when we're on our deathbed before we die. And by then, it may be a little too late to make many changes in those. So, and I don't mean to be fatalistic or negative here. I'm trying to be real positive and say, we should pay attention to those every single day so that when we get to the end and we think through, you know, what were my relationships like? Did I dedicate time and energy to those? What my values like? Did I focus on those? My life purpose? Did I pursue that? That at the end, we are able to say, yes, you know what? I really did my best on those. Mm -hmm. That's my thinking. Yes. And I, I want to add to that too. I really like that idea. I think it's something too, to make it maybe more tangible, you know, how can we incorporate that in our everyday life? So how are we focusing on our relationships? You know, how are we focusing on our life purpose every day? And not that we have to say each day we have to, you know, make these huge leaps or strides, but I think it's one of those things where it's just knowing that that's something we want to focus on. That's something we want to be present with so that we can feel like we're, we're moving in the direction that feels in accord with what's important to us. Uh, and so what was the third one? Relationships, life purpose, relationships, values, life purpose, values. Yes. Values. So yeah, those, those are things that I think are so important in our everyday life. How are we living within our values? How are we tending to our relationships? Um, yeah. If we could focus on that each day, I think in small ways that, I think that feels good when we do it. And again, I think that's the purpose as we've talked about with spirituality, it brings you a sense of fulfillment, uh, feeling as though you're, you're striving in the right direction. Yeah. Saide, what, what message would you like to leave with listeners? Um, today? I, I feel like recognition of a feeling and sense of belief that, um, you know, as we talked about, there's a, there's something greater than ourselves and something more to being human. Um, than just sensory experiences and that the greater whole of um, which we are part of, um, you know, part of in a cosmic or divine uh, nature, you know. So basically what I want to leave our listeners is um, try to just reach out to your own guidance. Um, you know, sometimes we talk about the heart tells you, what is right for you to do and the mind actually that the brain tells you more logically 
um, when you calculate things, but a lot of times we go by our heart because it feels right. And I want to say maybe that is our guiding principles that we were talking about. Maybe that is what our deep values tells us. And in relationship and in purpose of life, a lot of times we go by that. So listen to that, listen to the deeper level of what the purpose is in every relationship, in everything you do. So with that, I want to thank my colleagues, Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade, and we wish you a wonderful Saturday. We come back tomorrow to um, continue our conversation regarding another topic. چه سرد و سخت زیباست موج این دریا گرد و سر گذاشتم سر نوشتت سر گذاشتم Sun.